Good evening, everyone. It's, uh, well, again, two o'clock in the morning. So, once again, we're awaiting more results, as per usual. It's an interesting uh, time frame. I mean, I discussed this last night and probably in an ineloquent manner, but uh, mainly because I was, as always, I'm growing more frustrated but I mean I knew these frustrations would occur but doesn't mean that I dislike I'm going to ignore them I'm sure many are frustrated too with everything that was uh, at stake and it's a meant to uh, um, to poo-poo any results and and do I think elections are are going to make the the big difference well <clears throat> if anything they they are clarifying in terms of how uh, certain groups of people feel and how they're willing to subvert <coughs> our country for instance uh, you have to really start looking at uh, everything in a matrix level um, paragraph uh, a paradigm so we have the common people and they fall on a political spectrum. Then you have the people, uh, we'll call them the elite, but for lack of, basically people with means and um, certainly uh, substantial or, outgrow, or outsized influence on our society. So they have the propensity, they have the propensity to... Um, sway people towards one side or the other and this is all part of the divide and conquer there's been a lot of uh, I mean recent uh, chatter uh, of course they're looking to blame uh, Trump for the lack of wins and this and that and the other thing and you know like I said I'm not a I'm not a super fan but I know he's the uh, He's a, a world's difference from the leader we have in there now. Leader, haha. Ha. Um, he's just that's just the, that's just the truth. But unfortunately, uh, with the the poison that is in our DC establishment, which is a part of the elite crowd, and the neo libs and the neocons, it's just a way to um, relegate and sideline people that actually care about their country. And between the corporatist mechanism, uh, the elite right, and of course, I would say most uh, often the common left, which is uh, certain groups of uh, people who are um, feel disenfranchised for various reasons, and we can get into those. Their disenfranchisement is uh, usually tied to... Um, grievances that they have uh, ginned up inside themselves over their outward appearances, um, abuses that they haven't personally experienced, uh, but yet they use as the, the crux of their argument in many cases. And of course, and then, then they throw in you know, current circumstances, let's just say, current as in, say, last, the last 10 years, 
so they've uh, latched on to the uh, the propensity to think that <clears throat> that um, certain that cops are all bad, which uh, is usually tied to events and circumstances where there is a bad uh, situation involving cops. Believe me, I'm no I'm no super fan of cops. I know their job is hard. I know that they have to make snap decisions, but there have been many cases of cops abusing their power, and we know that, just like there's many cases of judges abusing their power, and prosecutors abusing their power, and politicians, and agencies, and the list can go on and on. Show me a person in any kind of position of authority, I can show you somebody who can abuse power. It's, that's, that's the world we live in. To say otherwise is naive and to hyper-focus and say it's only one group or, uh, or one race or one anything is also stereotyping and stupid too. But of course, you know, trying to have a rational discussion about politics and uh, economics and a whole host of uh, situations and circumstances requires that the people that are involved in making these discussions or having these discussions uh, play by a, 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 a set of <clears throat> principles where both sides are coming at the uh, coming at the issue um, with honesty and facts and understanding of of how they link together. But many times you don't have that because um, many times if there was an actual debate. Um, one side is appealing mainly to emotions and people by ginning up, you know, this narrative and uh, displaying it for the, the crowd or playing to the crowd saying, yes, we've been taking advantage of people. They use a particular group or class of people as a, as a way to establish a victimhood for them so that they can exploit that victimhood that they have, the, the group, and then transpose it onto their position and say, well, yes, I understand your pain and I'm, I'm just like you. In other words, adopt the victimhood mentality because then you can't attack me. You can't attack my position because you've engulfed yourself with that, that particular position. This, of course, is a, is a tried and true method to appear to be caring and considerate and kind while having none of the, none of those actual, um, what you call it, uh, qualities about you, and also a good way to hustle people into voting, voting for you or to uh, take your side, because you feel like you're caring, and instantaneously, you're you're positioning yourself there. <laughs> the other side seems to be uncaring if they don't go along with what you have just said, when in reality the other side may care considerably more and have actual solutions but to have those solutions people have to accept accountability and responsibility for what their situation is and that's difficult because people now have come to the conclusion that being a victim is substantially powerful in comparison to taking accountability this will destroy a country this will destroy a state a county but most importantly the individual it's why we all <clears throat> even 
and those of us who are not in good good places right now still have to take some individual accountability for who we are and what we do. It's not always very easy to do that. Um, I know, and uh, and I understand where many of those people uh, who think they're so put upon or placed upon feel. But uh, I'm much ado about nothing to to that. And in uh, those people, they have to come up with that. So over a course of time, we all have to. Uh, I got just got interrupted. So anyway, uh, we have to um, make a lot of effort to try to uh, uh, be accountable for such things, and uh, hopefully stay that way. But it's not very. It's not, it's not pleasurable, it's usually not desired, and it's certainly not something that the media or others like them uh, want for you, because then they can't can control you, because eventually it's much more favorable to uh, take, a, take account, accountability for your actions and responsibility. Um, the trap is to to fall into a victimhood mentality to where you feel like there's no there's no answer to your problems or concerns and no way to achieve your goals or ends as long as they're you know I would say moral and just which of course when you get into the conversation of what more morality is and just uh, a just causes are uh, of course you know for the the wicked-minded, they, they certainly can, they'll connive and uh, present a lot of deceitful arguments in order to uh, contort what you mean by that. I think moral and just is, you know, there's plenty of uh, <laughs> documentation on record from people who, uh, for thousands of years, between the Bible, uh, between certain uh, other religious texts that, you know, talk about the the, the ability <clears throat> to not covet things that other people have, which is one of the reasons why private property does exist and why private property should exist. Because whether you believe it or not, it isn't a bad thing to have for an individual. I'm talking an individual, not talking about a corporation. An individual to have uh, maintain a home, a land, <clears throat> and their possessions. I'm not saying all corporations should. As a matter of fact, I was just re perusing an article that made a good uh, a good a distinction by declaring, you know, um, we uh, assigned uh, protections to corporations. Um, we also expect them to follow the laws, and they should be criminally charged when they break the law. I think they should be charged, and I think the people that are a part of the executive committee committee and the directors at the time of these uh, crimes should be also held equally responsible. The corporation, if we're going to make, we need to make these substantial changes and then we need to go after, prosecute, and uh, dissolve corporations, give them a death sentence for their malfeasances that they have gone. And I'm not talking ticky-tack stuff, I'm talking about things that result in substantial death and harm, lack of oversight, lack of quality control, lack of uh, 
uh, adequate and justified publication that's confirmed and uh, reviewed. Of course, to do all that, it may requires that uh, we have transparency, which we don't. Um, but leaving all that aside and going back to individuals, we uh, we should expect that people should act in good faith for their fellow man and and that kind of deal. And that's been going uh, going away for a long time, mainly because we have a substantial class of people who have interfered with those ideas um, because it doesn't behoove uh, they've decided to become greedy they understand the way the world is now uh, <clears throat> falling apart and they're trying to grab at the last little bit before it all disappears in other words they're more well aware of the the game and how evil it is and how corrupt it is because not only did they create it they know it's getting to the end end stage of of a lot of things some people call it end stage capitalism i don't know if i agree with that particular phraseology but we'll 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 march on so with all that being said um which is a mouthful that uh we have to we have to continue to try to fight to get back independence. And by fight, uh, I find that that word means that we should uh, rally ourselves to uh, a common decency. And uh, it would be nice to say do it for our fellow man, but at this point, you need to do it for those who are who are willing to achieve the same ends. There's a lot of fellow men that aren't fellow men that uh, have decided that they would rather be greedy and narcissistic and take down our country that fought so hard to become birthed. And of course, we are, you know, we have our negligent government, our criminal government now that. Uh, did this and these people know they're caught and now they've used every agency uh, and every agency is filled with these massively corrupt people who care not about the people around them and then you know what the funny thing is is they all these people eventually uh, were born on this earth born many times in this country but if not in this country at least on this earth and were given enormous resources to grow up to be the type of human being that they've become. And they don't seem to acknowledge any of the fact that they've been given great amounts of favors to get where they are. That for all their uh, all their uh, pleadings and cryings and talking about how, you know, how lucky other people are. No, they were the lucky ones. They managed to rise to the level to get paid substantial sums of money to do nothing or less um, there was a I was reading this piece where it talked about you know the it was by or it, it referenced Michael Schellenberger substantially about the climate people and how psychopathic these people are and how they've been uh, we've turned a entire generation to these little narcissists that uh, they don't empathize with anything 
they're very black and white thinking and they if you don't go along with them or you don't give them what they want they will uh, try to hold you hostage uh, they're doing things around the world and they're being ginned up by these elitist uh, people at the top and many times these people that are become these climate activists are just incredibly spoiled human beings that have no place in our society they know they don't have a place in our society they 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 uh, they were given great gifts of being born into a lap of luxury and have very little to offer anybody and so as their penitence at least in their mindset it's not penitence but they uh, they take on these uh, beliefs these uh, inane beliefs that they have very little understanding about they have their talking points surely but uh, they they refuse to understand complexity they refuse to they they refuse the power of no you can't tell these people no it's the Greta Th uh, uh, Thunbergs or Thunbear or however you pronounce her last name and, and a whole host of people just like her and she's very well connected and her her mother's connected and these are all spoiled, rotten individuals who are used to getting lots of attention for, for the time being. It's the AOC crowd who can get on a stage and dance, dance around. And, and uh, even when she's supposed to be having a serious conversation with people, she behaves like a, you know, like she is. She just behaves like a psychopath, certainly a narcissist. And she also likes to wear the victim crown as much as she can. So it shelters her and protects her. These people are the epitome of everything that we should dislike in, in ourselves and in them, in them as well. You shouldn't want to be like these people. But of course now, due to the fact that we have so many teachers and... Uh, policemen and judges who act who seem to act out their activism in, in in just inappropriate areas for them see i there are times when in my own life i've probably you know acted out rather poorly because of my uh, steadfast, you know, belief that steadfast belief that I was right about something, it's not very easy to admit. But you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> it it happened. But these are supposedly, you know, the best of the best who are supposed to be serving, you know, you know, our society well and supposed to be deliberative and supposed to be pensive and well uh, well meaning and it's all lie you know we've seen i mean it's ultimately so so uh, uh telling that somebody like fauci comes along again in in this time frame and you see every he's indicative of the entire culture between how he can't answer questions he's lies all the time he flips positions he goes in front of congress and when he's being talked to by his uh supporters or uh, his uh gophers or his congress people that are on a particular political spectrum 
he's all grins and smiles. And then when he's challenged, whether it be whether that's fake or not, he really comes across as a very uh, small person. And he is a very small person in general, but he's a he's a he's a scientist who who's grandiose in his thinking, or grandiose in his ability to control things. And all these agencies are filled with these grandiose people. These people have serious mental uh, personality disorders, and we all know what they are. And I've discussed them and said them. And I'm going down this road tonight because. Um, it, it needs to be reiterated over and over again how much uh, these people have uh, damaged, you know, not only the U.S., but uh, world feelings. And that there's only, uh, only the group of people who are maintaining supply chains or the people that are doing the things that I said last night they should just stop doing. If it wasn't for these people, you know, the... The person who shows up overnight to do a job nobody wants, who gets paid, you know, maybe a uh, a, a a very small, minor uh, increase in pay for doing the overnight hours, or you know, while I'm out here talking, they're they're actually having to do some hard work that they get overlooked, and many people just blithely go along. And I'm not, you know, I, I don't even want to say that, you know, eh, too much is credit has been given to nurses and doctors during this time frame when we, there's a uh, debate or discussion whether they've actually been at all beneficial to our society lately. They certainly think, think highly of themselves. Uh, and they've latched on to... You know, the idea that, oh, if it wasn't for Fauci, we'd be in so much better, worse shape than ever. If we didn't have these vaccines and this and that and all this other shit. No, the people that are really making this world go are the people that are on completely, you know, they don't do jobs that people want. You know, they're the people who work in a processing plant or, um, you know, make sure a rail car gets loaded or, de, uh, you know, deploys a backhoe and, you know, does those kind of things, you know, or out, uh, you know, laying pipe, you know, for a, a new new line or whatever, what have you, electricians, laborers, construction people. You know, a lot of these jobs are just, you know, whether, the, whether they're underpaid, but... People think that those people lack intelligence because they're, you know, they're just blue-collar jobs that that are risky and sometimes dangerous because uh, one mistake or one one misstep they could wind up dead. And meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, people laud and praise somebody who gets to code all day and uh, <laughs> sit at a nice cushy office. They take, for example, the people that just got laid off from Meta aka Facebook those people um, <clears throat> you know they they got the quote the golden ticket or the certainly that's the way it's usually portrayed as that they uh, acquired the knowledge and skills to do these wondrous things well there's 11,000 of them or something like that 
they're going to have to go find themselves another golden ticket and work for somebody else and uh, try to uh, try to figure out how that how they're going to apply their skills. And if they, and sure, there'll be some other technology company out there that'll look at their resume and say, "Ooh, you worked for Meta," blah blah blah, or you worked for Facebook. But they may have, they may not be all coders. Many of them might be just these uh, middle managers that were just uh, quote overseers of some minuscule project, some. Uh, security project or what have you and uh, people will people will look at their thing and say what kind of abilities do you have you know <clears throat> can you program was it Ruby on Rails or Python or <clears throat> C++ or you name the coding language uh, that's out there uh, the new ones of course like I think was it Drupal or whatever there's there's so many different I mean People are impressed by these things that, you know, you can code and, you know, it's like, you know, language. It's just like the Europeans, they, they think they're so powerful because they can speak, you know, German and French and um, sweet, uh, uh, Swedish or, or Italian or what have you. And I'm not saying that isn't, you know, rather impressive, but if you start at an early age and you're around this stuff all the time, uh, undoubtedly you get to pick up stuff, but... The funny thing is, is Europe is so snobby and so socialistic that they're getting ready to collapse because they don't have the capability to understand that while it's great to have a great amount of uh, facility with the Romance language, you can't eat a Romance language, you can't drink it, and it doesn't uh, put power or uh, whatnot. And I say that as somebody who actually would... Uh, would love to be able to speak a, a second language fluently of any shape or form. And I know many people who would love to do that too. But there's a certain amount of practicality that, uh, and from practicality, I think there's a certain amount of morality that comes along with it. Something that most people probably could uh, use a lot more of. <clears throat> so the heartaches and pains that are coming Hold on a second. So the heartaches and pains that, uh, as I was saying, uh, uh, come to people who are um, not paying attention to, to general skill sets. I mean, like right now I'm looking at, I'm going to say for example, I'm looking at a hill that's in front of me. It's a part of a front, uh, like a frontage for an apartment complex. Now, it's not a lot. It drains off, but there's actually enough room up here on the top here to put, uh, if, if done right, uh, a, a sizable garden here and could be planted with, you know, whatever the local thing that can be planted in this area. Corn is usually the most prevalent. And people say, well, you know, that's not no big deal. But it's like, it's not going to feed a lot of people. No, but it's the idea that um, with enough work, enough uh, hands-on ability not only would people have the ability to plant something and grow something and eat it and learn something from doing this whole thing and obviously you know get the ground right and learn about nutrients and learning about you know uh, 
getting the acidic, getting the right level of uh, base and acidic. I mean, I'm I'm not a farmer, so I don't know, but I I know that there that that skill needs to be reharnessed. Uh, if there was other things, you might be able to you know create a well and create an actual place to uh, catch water and all that kind of shit. Everything can be done. We just don't have people that have the wherewithal of common sense to figure this out until they're starving to death. And then by then it's too late. And that's where we're at, really. We, that's where the crux of everything is. Same way with energy and power. Uh, people people of the climate, uh, in the climate hustle think, have such a, a naive understanding of why there's certain things that, you know, it's not that... I'm not against wind power. I'm not against solar power. But it has to be done in a way that's small enough and compact enough and logical enough to do it for where it needs to be done. If it doesn't have the benefit and it costs too much and if the panels are made in far-off lands and if you're not making it, if you're not locally sourcing the materials, then it doesn't serve any useful purpose. There's other ways to generate alternative means of energy and we need to be exploring those in a rational way, along with, you know, scaled down nuclear power, et cetera, et cetera. It can be done. It has been done. It's just that people have forgotten these knowledges. They've forgotten about in the, if you look at it from a Maslow, uh, Maslow pyramid, and I'm only referencing it for a second, you know, everybody's been worried about this uh, idea of, uh, of uh, you know, self-actualization we have a society that wants to talk about self-actualization and yet we can't fulfill the basic needs of food water shelter and we be damned if we we've skipped over love to self-absorption which is not self-actualization but we have a entire society almost that is based upon the the whims of a self-absorbed class of people who who have no concept of how to do anything if it didn't already exist. And they're, they're, they, this isn't about capitalism. It's not even really about Marxism. This is just about being sane and normal and trying to actually achieve something on a daily basis. You know, that, just, that doesn't just go for the people I'm criticizing in group or large, large, uh, you know, large, uh, in large part, um, I mean, I can criticize myself on this too. I would love to get around somebody, get around a, a substantial group of folks and start these uh, co-ops and uh, getting involved in it, learn the skills necessary to do such things. I just didn't have the requisite resources. I was also fooled into thinking that things were going to continue to um, be okay. Up until up until around 2016, I was, you know, I guess you could say ignorance was a certain amount of bliss. I knew there were problems. I knew there were things I was disenchanted with. And I also knew that there was very little I, I felt I could do about it because I had just come through a, a point in my life where things were not going very well at all. I spent many, I mean, it took, it took a decade for me to unfuck myself. I mention that because it's it's very easy for me to point at these uh, people now, but uh, back then I was just trying to you know survive on a nightly basis. Um, 
literally, I worked overnight for seven years and wasn't what I wanted to do. Wasn't, you know, it, it paid bills. That's what it did. And then I was trying to pick up ways to um, fix my own toxic thinking. And I thought I made some good progress on that. And then I came to, you know, crossroads in my own life. But leaving that aside, you know, we we need this uh, improvement process to be redone in this country. If we don't re reformulate where we're going, and in, and in large part at a local level, and to get away from Washington, D.C., who's trying to destroy us, if not the world, and these people are all guilty of crimes against humanity now. They really are. I, 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 indict, I would indict them without any compunction. And the people that they use and exploit and to buffer them from criticism are equally responsible for this. The media, in, in large part, is the, the biggest operator in this. Of course, that's the reason why <clears throat> they've in, injected their intelligence assets. And by intelligence asset, I'm talking about former directors uh, tied to the FBI or people that have been tied to the CIA, people who work in communications in the White Houses from former administrations, etc., etc. What I'm saying is... These media, these uh, these people buffer criticism. They they snuff out criticism and complaints and shift the blame. And people latch onto whatever narratives in front of them. I mean, I'm guilty of it when I've listened to it. It's easy to uh, to like ignore uh, results or be caught up in the fact that there wasn't a big uh, there wasn't a big victory last night. And by victory, I mean there wasn't a, 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 a an alteration in the in the way it was perceived as a trajectory because it wasn't meant to be that way at least not at least the, the they they controlled the entire night to be that way around the country and i and i don't mean like they 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 every little movement i'm not talking about that can control people think that's what you mean by control no i meant they knew they had the, the spots on the map that they could inject the enough delay or hold back. Or they knew, I, I bet if we had access for your request to emails to certain districts in the country, you would find there's, there's been a effort to do this because other FOIA requests have introduced us to a whole host of actors, including Facebook, by the way, who were directly communicating with, um, you know, groups inside the White House, the CDC and other agencies. So this isn't, you know, speculation. This has occurred. There's other people who run substacks that could, could confirm that. Um, one is Naomi Wolf's. Uh, that's a pretty substantial when they actually legitimately targeted a a U.S. citizen individually uh, for censorship, and they used the the powers of the White House to go through a private company to do so. Once again, showing that a private company is 
and operating in the auspices of government uh, that is as malicious and evil as any as any uh, judge or any court or any prosecutor or any law enforcement official. Now you have private companies doing the bidding of a government to shut down a person's speech, which is illegal and wrong and should be punished as such. So eventually, maybe people will get smart enough to completely abandon Facebook and, and drive that stock to zero. If they have no traffic, if they can't gather anymore, and it's been an intelligence gathering operation since they started, it probably was uh, linked back to DARPA and other agencies going back to when uh, before Mark Zuckerberg uh, could actually string two sentences together better than Fetterman <clears throat> in presenting his uh, um, baby, so to speak. So, to wrap this all up, because I've uh, talked for a great while here tonight, more than uh, have recently. We have to come. To, we have to get back to practical things, practical um, skills, moral skills. My moral skills. I mean, building homes, being carpenters, being uh, farmers, uh, being people who uh, make. Uh, make generators and the things like that make life uh well you have to have an abundance of these things you have to have an abundance of food you have to have good housing nobody i i'll be the first to admit no one nobody should want anybody homeless it's just the biggest part about anybody being homeless is whether whether or not they're capable to be brought either sane enough or off the medications or um, off their uh, induced situation to actually do something, you know, not so much to earn housing, but they certainly should have to, uh, they should have to provide, you know, earn a certain amount of, you know, value, do something. So many of these people don't have to be homeless, but they are. That's why when people say, why we have why do we have a homeless problem in this country when we have i think uh, and i am doing this for the top of my head we had about a, we have about 143 standing 143 million standing housing units in the United States of America at least we did as of as of the end of 2019 because i did an analysis on this i've grabbed a lot of data over the last 3 years thousands upon thousands upon thousands of articles i've looked at i would say minimum 10,000 that I've looked at, articles, PDFs, the whole kit and caboodle. And that's, I'm, I'm just ballparking it. I'm not, I'm not saying that's that. I'm just like everybody else. But when I look at them, I don't just like randomly look at them. I, I dove, dove into them and grabbed the information and put them in uh, book form. So, yeah. And I also looked at Federal Reserve data and all this other kind of stuff. So what I'm saying is we got 140 uh, 42 million plus uh, domiciles in the United States of America. We have, we'll say, 335 million people currently living in this country, depending upon how accurate the the amount of uh, legal migration and how accurate our our uh, uh, census was in 2020. So at the very least, you know, you look at that and you do the math on that. I mean, it's about two and a half people per per domicile. 
well within the ability of the United States, well within the size. Some people will say, well, that's actually, we should have more people per domicile. The funny thing is, is I don't think it's a problem of whether we add more people. It's a problem of having the, uh, the capability to have, you know, a logical infrastructure package to support all these people. That's really what it boils down to. And we have people who are incapable at this point, literally incapable of making logical decisions and logical investments. And we have people who are strip mining this country of its resources and its knowledge base for their, their asinine Marxist or fascist agenda. And it's just, it's utterly foolish. It's utterly nonsense to do this. That's what really irks me off and irks anybody off. You can't, you will not survive. And for, and I'm going to pick on them only because of the way people are designed. For all the women out there that are incapable of processing this, the amount of pain you're going to experience coming forward is going to be beyond your, your uh, worst nightmare. Because when society breaks down, they will not be people to protect you. It's bad enough for the men. The men are going to face this too. The men are going to be doing this. <laughs> because when people get destabilized, then violence and everything, stealing, uh, there will be, uh, in law enforcement, they're not going to do it. If they go about their business the way they think they're going about their business, uh, they will become targets. They should just probably, I'm sure they figure that out, but no, they, they, think, they, they think they got that figured out. They don't. Because they're going to find out that uh, it'll be, you think 2020 was bad, that will be nothing. That'll be, that will be a good day for, for people that are in power. And these people just don't get that. Remember, Russia didn't fall uh, back in the 1917 or whatever when the, the revolution hit. You know, <laughs> there were a lot of dead bodies that piled up. A lot of dead bodies. And that piled up over and over again. And uh, they had a massive famine in the early 30s, the Holdemore. Uh, five or six million Ukrainians dead, at least. It's like we people. It's like people are retarded and just can't figure this out. They keep on repeating these kind of uh, these things over and over again. It, it just shows me, and and the fact that we have a political class is so uh, numbskullery. They're gonna. They're gonna. Fa they they have no idea how how absolutely upset and peeved people are out here. They, they will not do their job right. And they, they didn't all forget because they've been there for forever and a day. They used to have some common sense, some, or they pretended to. I mean, the thing is, is the best thing they could do is just get the hell out of the way and stay the hell out of everybody's business. But they won't do that. And they're going to pay for that eventually. Not from my hands, not from most of the people that will ever listen to this. Now they're going to pay for this because of their their incalculable, um, well, their psychopathy, I guess. I don't know. I never thought I would face that. I mean, I know this is all doom and gloom and rather black-pilled um, at the end, but it's just that I, I see it, you know. I can, I, I, I really do. I mean, 
there are people that are doing great things in this country every day, but there, I, I don't think anyone's uh, 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 fooling anybody by thinking that that's uh, the more the rule than the exception because, um, I mean, just the thing that, just the way people think that uh, stalling a vote and being so incompetent and then putting out silly messages. I mean, I worked in automotive. This will be my final little bit. I worked in an automotive industry where if the things that they're doing in like Arizona, if that happened while you worked in a tier one supplier to Ford or General Motors on a consistent, on any basis, but certainly if it happened on a consistent, uh, you'd be dropped as a supplier and then you'd be sued, sued out of your mind. And I'm not suggesting that I particularly cared for what the automotive industry, but I was on some very, very uncomfortable calls in my life. And the people who would do the things that the people in Arizona have been doing, they wouldn't be allowed. They, they would be getting cussed out up down one side, down the other, and lawsuits would be beginning filed. And those people would get fired because these uh, midwits that are running Arizona in an automotive setting, those people would have bosses and they would come to them and say, get your effing ass out of here and don't come back because they would not put up with that shit. They wouldn't put up with delays and an inability to count. Just count. This isn't about making something. This is called math. Simple counting math. And they have machines which they shouldn't, but we have to stick with what we have, that we're supposed to do all that stuff. And yet they can't do this. And I don't want to, no, there's no excuse at all for any of this. None. Not even one, really. Not even one. They didn't have a power outage. <laughs> they didn't have a hurricane hit in the midst of a de uh, delivering, doing the ballots or some shit like that. There wasn't an unforeseen catastrophic circumstance. And that's the whole point of this, is when you have people that are willing to do go to that level, then eventually people's society breaks down and either it has to rebuild itself from scratch and along the way there's going to be millions that are going to suffer, if not die, due to this fact, which is exactly what the globalists want. The people that are pulling all the strings and in certain sectors there's a reason why there's the you know the people that come out so i'm gonna leave it there i, I could go on forever thank you very much and god bless the united states of america and god save the world